Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to the wisdom of the saints, to the traditions of all time that help lead us to God. And today we have an awesome guest who has uh, who takes part in a ministry that's very close uh, to my heart and, and has my support as well. Uh, he's written a very cool book. And uh, for to help us get holier this Christ, Christmas, especially this Advent season, especially when we have little ones That's running right. around, or yeah, or yeah. no little or big ones. little ones. I, I don't mean, know, big ones know. that want to be holy, little <laughs> ones that want to be holy. We're good with all of them. Okay, we want to welcome Mr. Eric Sammons. He is the editor in chief of Crisis Magazine. He is the author of eight books, including the most recent, The Jesse Tree and Advent Devotion co-written with his wife, Suzanne. Welcome, Eric. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. Well, it's great to have you with us. I, uh, so we have our own shopping cart that, that, uh, uh, on spiritualdirection.com, and I, uh, we, we, we talk to a lot of great authors on this show. It's not all we do, but we, we try to uh, expose materials that we think are super helpful to folks. And this, one, this one's going to go in a new section, called seasonal you know that's my recommendations because i think it's a fantastic book um the thing i love about it and before we jump into what it is like i want my first question i'll let you get ready for it but i know you you're already ready what is the jesse tree but before that um what i love about it is i'm jewish and, and i'm of course catholic but i'm not not jewish because i'm catholic i'm a hebrew catholic and what i love about the jesse tree and and this devotion is that it helps us understand the it, it brings it brings to light the entire our entire salvation history not just pentecost and beyond does that make sense yes absolutely it really the whole point of it is to kind of give the whole scheme of salvation history in a nutshell and let us kind of see where we fit in on that and where jesus fits in on that whole scheme of salvation history as well so what the heck is a jesse tree so the Jesse tree, it's a devotion that it dates back to at least the Middle Ages. We know there are stained glass windows and paintings from the Middle Ages of the Jesse tree. And it takes its name from the father of King David, Jesse, mm -hmm. and from a passage in Isaiah where he talks about a shoot will come out of the root of Jesse. And of course, a lot of people at the time that Isaiah might have said that would have maybe been thinking of David. Uh, but of course, we know it mostly refers to our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so the idea here is with the Jesse tree is we look at the genealogy, so to speak, the family tree of Jesus Christ. And we do this with a purpose. We do this with the purpose of understanding, trying more like contemplating how God prepared the world for the coming of the Christ child. I mean, that's really the story of the Old Testament. After Genesis 3, when everything went awfully <laughs> for, for humankind, then it was all about the rest of the New Testament. Uh, I'm sorry, the Old Testament is about how did God get the world ready to save it? Mm -hmm. And so what the Jesse tree does, it gives us a very easy to use devotion for all ages 
that lets us to contemplate that mystery of what God did to prepare and what better time to do that than Advent, which is when we're supposed to be preparing for the coming of Christ. Amen. Yeah. You know, what's fascinating, you know, Dan's a convert, so he's looking at it through his Jewish uh, background and kind of seeing this with new eyes. I, I have just recently in the last few years and as in my work as a Catholic school principal years ago, had discovered the Jesse tree. And, you know, I think it's such a beautiful treasure that sometimes can be hidden, especially if we're Sunday going Catholics. Maybe we do an occasional rosary and maybe we go to confession on occasion and that's it. We have to dive. So the, the Catholic faith has so many riches in it. There are so many devotions, so many um, things that if we dive in, our faith breaks wide open and it's exquisite. And I just um, I just want to say that for those that are out there and they're going, wait, I've been a Catholic my whole life and I've never heard of the Jesse tree. Well, we we need to dive into our faith because there's just so much there. And so I just applaud you for bringing this to the surface so that families can dive into this um, because it's just such a, a, a beautiful thing. So you know, considering that, who's the book written for? It really is written for primarily families. I mean, really any, any type of family can do as well. I mean, even a single person, but I will say the the book was developed out of our personal experience. So I grew up Protestant, pretty non-liturgical, and I had never heard of the Jesse tree. And I know a lot of cradle Catholics haven't heard of it either, but my wife, her mother uh, practiced it in her family. Her mom and dad did it. And so when we got married, 27 years ago, our first advent, my wife's like, okay, we're going to do Jesse tree. I'm like, what's that? I had never heard of it. <laughs> and so her, her sister had got her some ornaments because we'll talk about that in a minute, but it includes ornaments. And, and we, we found this book that was written in like, I think the 1970s and it shows it was kind of flaky. It wasn't that great, <laughs> but at least gave us the structure of what it was. Mm -hmm. So we did the Jesse tree that first year. And then we've been doing it every year since. And I have seven kids, ages 25 down to seven. And so we've had a lot of different uh, scenarios each year with how, the, how old the kids are, the, the range of age and stuff like that. So we practice the gesture every year, though. And basically the book came out of that was that, OK, you can do this. We did this when we were a young couple, didn't have kids yet. We didn't. We did this when we only had we had three kids under five. We did this when we had an 18 year old and a newborn and, and six in between or five in between. So all these different configurations, we did the Jesse tree. And that's how we tried to write the book was like, OK, whatever situation you're in, there's a way you can use this book that you can really uh, dive into Advent more fruitfully. Beautiful. I, I was going to ask you, you know, <clears throat> to share about your family. So you were you started this in 1995. Did I remember right? Yes, that's correct. So you've been practicing all these years. And, and I imagine you've improved a lot from that first book. It's funny you said the book was written in the 70s. I'm thinking that's when they were trashing all the tradition. I don't know how it yeah. how something published in the 70s, you know, appeared in your hands. But what have you uh, improved on? Have you looked at any more ancient sources of this devotion to, to create this book? It really did evolve over the years because the first year we did it, I, it was just my wife and I, we kind of read through the book and, and it, it was very 70 ish. I mean, it just had these weird like reflections that had to do with like mother earth and just mm -hmm. some crazy stuff. Right. And so we realized, okay, this isn't really going to cut it. 
And so when our, obviously when our kids came, then we're like, we obviously can't do it with our young kids. We can't say this. So we just started developing each year. And really every year I would just, what I would do is I would do the Bible reading from the book. And then I would just, I kind of jokingly say, I would just freestyle the reflection. (laughs) And then we, and then my wife would say something and we each year we'd feel like, Oh, we got a little bit more out of this. We, we found, we discovered something new. Cause obviously when you read the sacred scriptures, Every time you read it, you can get something new out of it. Mm-hmm. And so we started to write down some notes and, 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 and develop what we did each year so we wouldn't forget from the year before. And then probably about 10 or 15 years ago, some of our friends found out about what we were doing. And they're like, hey, could we, we'd love to do that too. So we just wrote up a Word document, printed it out, gave it to some of our friends and told them, hey, you know, here's what we're doing. And then we realized, oh, we could do this better and better. And then eventually we're like, this really, this is something a lot of people could really use. And so that's how the book eventually was written. So unlike most of my books I've written, I have an idea, I pitch it to a publisher, then I write it. This was yeah. like literally 27 years in the making that mm. because every year we, we had something new and I just find, I, I just get excited every year doing it because I know even though like we're literally going to use our own book this year with our mm-hmm. kids. But like my kids know that something will stick out at me on a scripture reading one night and I'll just start talking about that instead. And mm-hmm. in fact, my kids, they kind of laugh when they see the book now because like I remember the year dad thought of that <laughs> when yeah. mom, mom said that or something like that. So it really is just a labor of love over the years. I really love that. It is a labor of love. And to know that it's it's been birthed out of the use year after year of your family, that makes it incredibly personal and incredibly rich, I would think, because... Um, it's, it's out of that beautiful tradition with your family. It's literally getting birthed out of the scriptures and in the domestic church of your home and how beautiful that is. So I'm, I'm excited to dive into it. So how, so let's get down to some practicals for those moms out there that are going, okay, I got to put up the tree. I got to do all this (laughs) stuff. I got to worry about who's coming over and planning meals. How do we practically use this book? When do we start it? What do we need to do so, you know, all that stuff. Right. So we tried to make this as easy as possible because we know some families, uh, they're real crafty. They can do a whole bunch. They got time. And other families, they're just trying to get by each day. And we get that. And so a couple things. First of all, there's really three things you need for the Jesse Tree devotion. You need the book obviously you need ornaments and I'll explain that in a second. You also need a tree and it doesn't have to be your Christmas tree. A lot of people, they just basically what they do is they might get one of these uh, artificial small trees, put it on their table. It doesn't need to be a large tree and that's their Jesse tree. And you could use it each year. That's why I said artificial. You could just use the same one every year or, you know, we used a felt banner. Yes, I will admit it publicly. Oh, Lord. We, <laughs> we used no a felt banner friends. with hooks. We're, so, we're, um, that it became severing. a joke in our family, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> I'll own it. <laughs> I guess that's a good good use of a felt banner. There's never been one except for that one, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's my thought too. When later in life we I would start when my kids got older and I kind of make fun of felt banners in front of them, they'd say, <laughs> But dad, what about the Jesse tree? I'm like, oh shut up. <laughs> so, so you just make do. But the ornaments, that's kind of the key. And just so you know, uh people know that. We sell the you know, SophiaInstitute.com is where you can buy the book. You can also buy ornaments, pre-made ornaments. They're very nice, high quality, will last basically your whole lifetime. They have the exact same symbols as in the book. So, and it come with a set? 
with uh, yeah from you can get both you can get it as a set you can buy the book separately you can buy the ornaments separately or you can buy it as a set cool. both the book and the ornaments at sophiainstitute.com and so what what the ornament is each day you have a symbol so for example for Noah it might be an arc uh, for Jacob it might be a ladder, some, some symbol for that day. And that's an ornament. And so you have these, now you can make the ornaments too. If you want to, we actually have the symbols in the back of the book as well that you could even cut out if you want to and make the, make your own, however you want to do that. So basically though, you start on the first day of Advent, first Sunday of Advent. And then you, you, you put you actually don't put an ornament up the first day, but then you put an ornament up every day. And one of the things that's very confusing, I, I'm actually proud of this because I thought of this idea of, myself was that Advent's a different length every year. This year, it happens to be the longest possible because uh, Christmas is on a Sunday. But some year, next year, Christmas will be on Monday. It's the shortest possible time for Advent. So there's a, a variance of how many days. So the number of ornaments matches a full Advent. So what do you do when there's less than a full Advent? What you can do is you double up Exactly. Yeah, you're showing the chart there. Exactly. So you double up certain days and we kind of and we suggest what days to double up the ornaments so that it all works out because the last week is special. We want to make sure you do that in a special way. I can talk about that later. But so the, the point of it, though, is you get the book, you get the ornaments and you get a tree. You cool. have those three things. You start the first Sunday of Advent and it's a daily reflection and it takes five to 15 minutes. This is right. something you have to worry about taking forever. Let's go to the break. When we get back, I want you to think of a family story that you that was really mean, meaningful to you as you were developing all this. Uh, this is Divine Intimacy Radio. We're with Eric Sammons, the Jesse Tree. We'll be right back. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today there is a growing need for well-formed solid spiritual directors in the church today the avila institute in collaboration with heart of christ spiritual direction program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards god the program is grounded in ignatian and carmelite spirituality based on a catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization this program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. <laughs> My wife's laughing at me. Um, back to Eric Salmon's, the book, The Jesse Tree. If you don't get this book and use it this Advent, you are totally going to hell. That's a joke. <laughs> but uh, I know it'll help you get to heaven. <laughs> My wife's thinking, what did you drink before the show? <laughs> Nothing actually, but um, I know it'll help you get to heaven. Uh, so Eric, before the break, I posed a question to you, which was, can you give us a story uh, about, you know, uh, one of those uh, Advent seasons where one of your kids maybe lit up and went, ah, oh, I get it. Or you just had a lot of fun with the family. Um, tell us about your encounter with the the beautiful truth of God and, and, and the history of our salvation. 
Well, I could tell a story about the fights my kids have on who gets who gets to put the ornament. <laughs> no, 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 Eric, Eric, Eric. This we're we're trying this to. This is a family show. You have a perfect family. <laughs> you have no issues. You know, you're a firm believer in the yeah. church. Or, or you could ask my kids for the reality. Yeah, okay. no, it, it is actually a fun thing that each year what we do is the the younger kids they they take turns who gets to put the ornament on the tree each day, and the funny things they've even got to point where they've calculated they know based on how many kids will be doing that because we four of our kids are not out of the house so it, it changes you know over the years they figure out okay whoever puts it up first now who will be the one who puts up the last one that's how they, they figure out that by the by the uh in the first day or so which is always funny because that's the one that's the that's the one that everybody wants is who puts it up on christmas eve oh, cool. but the story though that i i think of the most is that one year my son who's now off in college and this is when he was about eight or nine years old we were doing Jesse treatment. It was afterwards, something around that time. And all of a sudden he just came to me. He said, dad, the old Testament's like one big advent. I'm like, okay, there we go. It's all worth it. It's all worth it because he gets it. He got, I mean, at, at an eight year old level, in fact, the way he said, I had never even thought of it like that myself. And here he is at eight and he realizes, okay, that's right. The old Testament is this big preparation. It's God's way of getting the world ready for the coming of the Christ child, getting ready to save us. I, I like to make the joke. You see on the Internet that meme of the conspiracy theory guy, the crazy guy looking like this. And he's got all these like connections behind him, the the the, the board and, and all that. And I like to think that the Old Testament really is kind of showing God's conspiracy theory, his conspiracy to save us that all these things tie together. And that's what I love actually about the Jesse tree and, and studying this stuff is that you, you get these new connections every year, some new connection comes up where you, you realize, Oh yeah. Okay. Like one year I, I remember we were studying the patriarch Joseph and we were thinking, we were talking about how that points to Jesus. But then all of a sudden we realized it also points to Joseph, the foster father of Jesus that it went to Egypt, stuff like that. And so it's like one doesn't obliviate the other. One doesn't trump the other. It's like they're all right there. And in God's wonderful providence, he connects all these things together. And so when my son was able to see that that's what the Old Testament's about, is preparing us for Jesus, I was like, okay, at least some some of my work here has, has, has been fruitful. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, when you said that your son said it's like the whole of the Old Testament is the Advent, you know, as a as a Jew, I have a slightly different lens that I look through, you know, at the church. And, and it's a good one, you know. Um, but the most powerful, like visceral for me, is this period. Because there was a time when, you know, it, it, this, this is hard to talk about. But there was a time when I was in despair. There was a time when I needed the Messiah. You know, there was a time. And I didn't even know who he was, right? And I didn't know. You know how I was going to get free from the junk in in my own soul in my own heart, but I knew I was I needed a savior, and I cried out to him. But that that drama of salvation, the church is so brilliant, right? The drama of salvation, God blesses us with to play it out every year to remind us. You know, there was a time when you were in darkness. There was a time when you didn't have the fullest fullness of revelation. There was a time when you didn't see clearly. And God be praised, all you have to do is constantly draw near to him and avail yourself of the great gifts uh, of the church and sacraments and, and tradition. And what he does is he creates this ache in your heart. And John of the Cross talks about this. That can only be fulfilled by him. But that, that ache 
uh, is, uh, I don't know, rekindled for me every Advent. And I start going, I need Jesus. I want Jesus to come. I want him to come fully. I want him to come finally, you know. Uh, I want to. I want him more in my heart. I want him more in my life. More and more in the church. Purify us, Lord. Heal us. Restore us. You know. And so this kind of devotion, like when I saw your book come out, I'm thinking there is no way we're not getting him on. I almost <laughs> wish we had a, a time to do four shows on it. On it. But I know you got something on your mind, beloved. Spot. Well, it's just beautiful the way that you were describing that because the connection that I was making and talking and thinking about this idea of Advent or the, the Old Testament being like a long uh, advent, you know, is a beautiful idea. And I was also making the connection that every, every difficulty, every storyline, everything that goes on into our, in our own lives yeah. is bringing us also, it's like a long advent until we encounter the Lord, till we receive him in his fullness. It's these trials and these missteps and these difficulties. And the Lord is always working everything for good to bring us to him. He's just calling us all. So we have this, this huge story of, of salvation history. We have the macro story. And then we have the, the micro stories in each one of our individual lives that if we sat down and actually wrote it out, we'd see how God's been at work from the very beginning to draw us to himself. So this is really beautiful. So, yeah. Have you seen Eric, any of your kids? I mean, I, I think the one thing I long for, I think it's harder to, it's easier to come from where we came from than it is for our kids. Uh, to, it's easier for us to get it. I don't know about you. I don't, I don't, I can't recall if we, I've ever talked to you about your story, but you know, I came out of a lot of darkness, uh, came to Christ, you know, in a Baptist church, but, really uh was blessed but struggled you know and then i came to the fullness of the church and, and received so much healing and grace but i think for for families where their kids grow up in the context of it it's hard for them because they don't have the contrast they're not blessed with you know that sort of light and darkness which helps you to see with greater clarity does this have you seen this devotion help any of your kids light up beyond that one story where they're kind of get, catching a de deeper glimpse of, of of what it means to be in relationship with God. I think so. I mean, I really, obviously there's, there's the mystery of faith in each person that we can't yeah. really get into somebody else's, but I, I think I see it outwardly sometimes. I think what the, the biggest takeaway I have for how it's helped my family is that we have been able uh, better some years than other years to really, escape from the secular Christmas season, the mm. craziness that our family, we identify Advent with the Jesse tree. We identify that time kind of between Thanksgiving and Christmas, not as, okay, let's go crazy with shopping and with all the Christmas decorations. And I'm not a fundamentalist about when you put the tree up. I, you know, I know some yeah. people wait till Christmas Eve. Some people do it earlier. We kind of do it after sometime after St. Nick's day. I, I, everybody does their own thing, but we definitely, we really try to make Advent Advent. And I've seen my kids do appreciate that. Like they know what Advent is because they know that means the Jesse tree. They know that means, okay, we're, we're, we're trying to be quiet. And that's a, a big part of, of Advent is we need to be quiet. And so we get this few, at least a few minutes every evening where we're like, okay, let's contemplate on, on these mysteries of, of the sacred scriptures. And so I feel like that's something that I hope and pray uh, really sticks with them uh, throughout their lives. And it's exciting now, like my one of my daughters is getting married next year. 
And uh, we already plan on making sure she gets a copy of the Jesse tree and the ornaments. Oh, if she's watching this, I hope she doesn't. It might have been a Christmas present. I get. But anyway, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the idea is like the idea that she will be doing this. And my mother-in-law is the one who really gave the, the devotion, handed it on to my wife and then to our family. Now my kids, and then hopefully one day my kids, kids. And I think there's something beautiful and Catholic about that. That's how tradition is handed on after all yeah. is this, just that the the uh, my mother-in-law had this great devotion to it. Uh, she handed it on to her daughter who handed it on to me and to her kids. And now my kids will be handing on to theirs. And so my hope and prayer is that this is a generational thing, that not just my kids really appreciate Evan, but now their kids will. And, and it just goes on. And, and that's what the whole point of Catholic tradition is, is that we that this is how things are handed on. So I, I really am appreciative that of my mother-in-law. I mean, that's who we dedicated the book to because if not for her devotion to it, I might not even have known about it. And so that, it makes me thankful uh, for how these things are handed on. Yeah. I oh, go ahead. I, yeah. I really want to encourage everybody in this because, you know, if, if we can't say that, well, I've been doing this for generations or it's been passed down to us, we can start now. We can start now to exit um, the cultural lie that, you know, Christmas is about an excess of food, alcohol, spending and decorations, right? Where we all end up exhausted, you know, on the other side and into the darkness of winter. And then it just turns into depression. Um, so I really love, uh, I love this and I really would encourage folks to spread it in their families um, make it a gift now, because if you can, if you can get it now and start spreading it and say, hey, you know, I just really love you and I discovered this and I want to share this gift with you and um, spread it in your family, spread it in your communities, uh, make sure your pastor knows about it at church and all of that, um, because I think we need to reignite this idea that this understanding of this beautiful advent of, a, of how the God of the universe has been conspiring since the very beginning uh, to bring us salvation and uh, draw us back to himself. Amen. He's just such Beautiful a merciful said. Beautifully God. Said. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get the book and the, and the, uh, the ornaments, uh, all, as always, all good things can be found at EWTN's religious catalog where two amazing things happen. If you uh, order the book and the, and the uh, ornaments, they will give them to you. That's one good thing. The second thing is you help the ministry of EWTN. Uh, Sophia Institute uh, Press is doing great work. You can also get the book. Uh, and a lot of things I personally recommend or we personally recommend at spiritualdirection.com forward slash shop. Thank you, Eric Sammons, for your good work in helping us recover the beautiful traditions of the church. Your work at uh, folks can find you out at uh, editor. You're the editor in chief of Crisis Magazine. And uh, we're grateful to have you have you with us today. It's been great to be here. I, I love promoting this and I hope everybody has a blessed Advent. Absolutely. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.